starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. What has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes. Uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina. It's gone. Touchdown. What a hit. He banked it in. You're your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Watch him celebrate now. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm telling you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Signorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics and very proudly presented, of course, by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. If you'd like to sit outdoors this spring and watch the Gamecocks play, certainly this fall when football rolls back around, make sure you've called those guys at Express Sunrooms right here in the Midlands of the great state of South Carolina. JC is back as promised. Phil is here always. Thing doesn't run without him. And I'm here as well. We're here until one o'clock this afternoon. And uh, it is, of course, the, I guess, the official. I know that there's been four games already played in the, in the first four of March Madness, but everybody pretty much looks at today as the official start of March Madness. And games will get underway here uh, in just a little while. We'll still be on the air. But not for long. Uh, the very first game to tip will be at 12-15 on CBS, and that is ninth-seeded West Virginia and eighth-seeded Maryland from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama, where the Papa John's Bowl is no more because they ran out of pizza. Uh, in our program today, Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up show. Uh, he will join us coming up here in less than a half hour. And in our number two, a dear friend and a great, great artist and an amazing ambassador, not only for the University of South Carolina, but the state of South Carolina, Mr. Patrick Davis, by way of Nashville, Tennessee. He's got some big shows coming up here uh, in, within our state borders soon. He'll be in Camden. He'll be here in the Low Country next Friday. Uh, he'll be back for the spring game, the, the pre-game performance out there in Gamecock Park, uh, and so on and so forth. So certainly looking forward to getting him in. Just a reminder that Sinorama as we mentioned, and as you all know, is the preferred sign partner of the Gamecocks, but that's because they're the best. And if you need anything in the sign industry, whether it's an actual sign in front of your business, maybe you're just going to make a 3130 sign to put in the front yard of your home, or anything in between, vehicle graphics and so on and so forth, signorama.com, interior and exterior signs, banners and more, handling design, production, install, and 
service. So, guys, we'll uh, begin to watch. The Nana Sports chat box, of course, is open. It's already full of everybody, and we, we certainly appreciate all of you. I would venture a guess, Phil and JC, that I'd say eight out of ten people who have submitted a bracket, it'll all be over after today. <laughs> <laughs> it generally ends around 12 hours from, from now, about 11 o'clock on the first day. People are like, well, <laughs> to the trash can it goes. Well, um, last year I, I nailed the first day, and then I was like, "Oh man, this this bracket could be special." And then the next day, it was like, "No, you're just like everybody else." <laughs> uh, I've got I've got I've got two stories about this. First and foremost, uh, if you still want to get in, Phil, do you have the link to the tournament channel or, or, oh, yeah. for the we show? Can, oh, yeah, I can so you got, stick that in the Nana Sports chat box. We've already got, I think, yeah, about sixty group. people signed yeah. up, and you know, I don't mean, forget, and you, you get a prize pack, so you never know I mean, what that may have in it, um, and all well, that if you win. And then, this, JC, because you've been uh, you've been filling my mailbox up with stuff. Um, if anybody is able to get a hand uh, hand on some of these stickers or these, like I'm a. Does that everybody out there does have like an old cooler that they just put stickers on, right? Because I've got like a nice cooler, and then I got another nice cooler. Oh God! I'm and a and then I was about to say, I, okay. Um, I'm in the uh, I'm, I'm But then I've also got that one cooler that you're like, anytime you get a sticker, you gotta you, you gotta put it on there. So so I've I've kind of become a sticker aficionado over the years. Like there's crappy stickers. And then there's good stickers. These are, I think, and I, and I'm not just saying this because you're standing here uh, with your, by the way, well, very well groomed hair today. I, I, I think oh, yeah. these, are, these are the best stickers I've ever had. I, a matter of fact, you sent me so many, I had to put one on my golf cart. Uh, it looks wow. so good; it shines nice. in the sun. So uh, yeah, the, the holographic ones are pretty solid. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so, hey, look, if anybody wants to represent the show, Carolina Rise, Big Spur, whatever, uh, you shoot me uh, inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com. Shoot me your mailing address, uh, and I'll put, like, stickers, put four or five stickers in the mail for you. Uh, okay. I've already – many of you have already done it. But, uh, yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll definitely do that. By the way, the link is in the chat box to sign up on ESPN. Probably should have used CBS considering – I thought about that too, but hey, this, well, we didn't Craig, create. Craig did didn't it, so I mean, Craig, Craig, Craig can use whoever the hell he wants. So he said, "That's fine." I mean, I just yeah. appreciate him doing it. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll get and, and stickers will be part of the prize pack if you win or whatever. But if you just want me to send you some stickers, if you're willing to represent, I will, I will, I will mail them out. Uh, we we sell them for about three bucks on insidethegamecast.com, but I will to, for today. Whoever sends me their Oh, today uh, email, their mailing address to inside the game at gmail.com oh. between now and the end of the show. Cause I'm going, I got the Spurs up show right after this. And then I got to go to the mailbox. Cause I got to get to my March madness uh, tradition. I've got to turn in a rental car too. So I got all kinds of stuff to do this afternoon, but if you get it to me before then let me know my boy, Jan texts me on my cell phone just now. So it's Jan's first in the dang sticker box. So uh, let me know on that. Number two, mentioned Phil mentioned being ahead the first day. So so the first time my uh, my buddies and I went out to Vegas for the NCAA tournament, they have a uh, a parlay 
where if you hit 16 out of 16 and you bet $5, um, and this was against the spread, it wasn't money line, then you won 30000 There's no All way. Right, you so did. If you tell me four, you hit this, I'm going to – If you get 15 out of 16, you win 700 It's a $5 bet, right? So we get to the evening, and I'm at like 11 for 11. Daddy's getting the Rain Man suite, okay? Daddy's getting them. They're putting Daddy in the Rain Man suite, right? And I lost two games. One was a late afternoon game. Missouri, as a two seed, lost to Jackson freaking State. No, I'm sorry, Norfolk State. They lost to Norfolk State as a two. And so I'm still there, and all I have to have happen is for Duke in Greensboro to beat Marist. And Maris took down the Dukies. Unbelievable, baby. Mr. Shashevsky oh, yeah. went out. And that, that was, I think that was what, 20, I think it was 2012. So, uh, you know, because we went out 2012, 2013. Um, so this was 2012. And man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, I just, I mean, look, I only lost $5 on the deal, but think about all the agony, agony that mm. I went through. Oh. Thinking about like that thirty grand at the time, I mean, I, I think I don't think I made but like fifty, <laughs> like salary wise. I mean, that I, we could have lived large because we had two, three, four more days. Uh, but that was uh, that was my story about first round disappointment. Um, even though I was disappointed about that money, I uh, nothing turned me off worse in the first round than in 97 when Carolina lost to Coppin State. I almost expected it the next year against Richmond because you don't mess with Richmond. John Beeline was coaching that team, by the way, at Richmond. Not a lot of people know that. But Coppin State, man, that that destroyed me because that was just such a great basketball season, a breakthrough season. It was unreal. And then I re- the only, only redeeming quality was my buddy uh, and this girl uh, – was also she ended up being in the friend zone, but at the time she maybe wasn't. Said, "Hey man, I'm going to St. Patrick's Day at Five Points in Columbia tomorrow. You want to ride?" And I'd never been because I lived in Spartanburg at the time, right? I'd never been to the Five Points celebration in Columbia, and so that's the only thing that that helped me because I think Carolina lost on a Friday, and we went down there that Saturday, and I remember the state newspaper had a picture of Bud Johnson on the bench with a towel over his head and, and the headlines were madness and sadness. Yeah. And I remember just thinking how sad that was. So that was probably my worst. Uh, I just, I didn't even watch the rest of the tournament the rest of the year. I think I watched championship game with Kentucky and Arizona, but that was about it. Just, uh, that, that just sucks so bad because I mean, Carolina probably could have, uh, they would have probably beaten that Texas team in the next round and, and probably played North Carolina in Greensboro. Oh, man. Well, always, always, always lose right before you're about to play the Tar Heels in the NCAA tournament, right? Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's yeah. better days ahead, boys and girls. Better days ahead. In <laughs> men's basketball? <laughs> I, 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 no, in women's basketball. We, uh, we got, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, right. Tipping yeah. it off tomorrow. I'm, the women I'm on, do tip it off tomorrow. I'm on, uh, I'm on Don's, I'm on the, uh, Don train now. Don is going to, there you go. We're going, they're going to win five or six straight national championships. I'm calling it today. That's it. There you go. There you go. We'll look up in five years and they're going to want every damn one of them. Yukon who? Yukon who? 
Yukon who. That's I'm gonna those are gonna be our new shirts for sale. Yukon who. Uh in garnet and in black. Oh, by the way, I, I we gotta remember remind everybody, Phil. Uh the winner of the bracket challenge this year wins ten thousand dollars. Uh whoever wins our bracket just, <laughs> One million dollars. One million. <laughs> the freaking bracket winner gets one one million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Craig said uh, here in the award-winning Nana Sports chat box, me and my brother had Auburn a few years ago when they lost in the Final Four. We would have split nine grand. Good news. If you win this bracket challenge, Craig, you win a grand more, and you don't have to split it with your brother. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> And right one there. ten, there it is. <laughs> there uh, it is. JC <laughs> went to the uh, bank this morning and uh, took a picture, sent it to Phil, and we've got it. So right. this is this is going to be great, man. I can't wait. I to mean, see I, you ten know. grand richer. Hey, we'll look, Ven I wouldn't. We'll Venmo you, so you don't have to pay taxes. Just Venmo, yeah. Uh, I wasn't laughing. Seventy six says JC laughing about men's basketball expresses my exact sentiment. I, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I. I, I you guys know I kind of work with the NIL thing and stuff, and there's some light at the end of the tunnel there to a certain extent. That, that's been my primary concern. Now, if Lamont Paris ends up not being able to recruit when there's NIL money there, then you have a problem. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. That, that, that's been kind of my down thing, that and the overall program too. Um, and I'm not blaming the fans because we're at a point right now that with the exception of one magical April or March, this program has eroded since the early Odom era, right? When we were all mad because they were winning NITs. <laughs> you know, uh, the CLA had a really good crowds during Dave and even the first year of Darren Horn. But you start thinking about how long of a drought any type of success at all men's basketball has had. Um, even though Frank was winning, you know, those teams, you know, you go to the Final Four, you kind of expect to go back. Not to the Final Four necessarily, but to the big dance and be like, hey, well, Carolina's here, but they, it just didn't happen. And I, there's a whole, you know, at the same time, the program was sinking to depths that we could have never imagined um, under Horn, who was a hire on the cheap. Everybody that wants to talk about Ray Tanner hiring somebody on the cheap, the one on the cheap hire anybody's ever made is Eric Hyman with Darren Horn. Now, I think he kind of split his budget up and got Don Staley the same year, and that's paid off, obviously. But, um, you know, Horn – kind of sunk it, and then it took Frank a while to get it back. During that same time, all those kids that were in school then, and many of them are you, look, it's uh, it's uh, baseball was winning national championships. Dawn started getting it going. Football was in its prime under Spurrier. Who cared about Ben's basketball? I mean, and, and whereas, like, when I was in school, you know, it was kind of like, heck, you're – you know, only about 20 years removed from being a powerhouse in the ACC. The whole issue uh, for a long time was Carolina left a conference because that's very important in basketball. Um, and then, you know, the Met, they left the Metro, they get back in the SEC, and they win it within five years. And they probably would have been successful had they not gotten rid of George Felton to begin with. Um, and, and so whereas then and kind of in the Odom era and the Fogler era and all that, Everybody still cared, and it was a big deal and, and all that good stuff. But I, I think the other sports have just overshadowed the program, and there's been so much damn bad basketball, except for one month, you know, one shining moment, as the song goes, uh, that, that it's hard to get people in the stands. 
I mean, it's hard for people to like get. I mean, I, I, I just don't know that there are very many, like, except for a handful of diehards, you know, big time Carolina men's basketball. There's a lot of Carolina fans, but, but I, I think that, you know, uh, people want to know, like, what's the sign that, you know, that Carolina's been in the SEC for 30 years is that you have 500 people at a men's basketball game and uh, 10,000 at a women's. That's an SEC program for you, and you're selling out for baseball and football. So I guess that's the transition, you know, uh, from ACC school to independent to Metro to, you know, SEC. But uh, for those like me that was a Carolina basketball fan before I understood football, uh, it's it's a little disheartening. So, and Todd says with the mass exodus hitting the transfer portal, I think it'll be a safe bet. Lamont will be gone in the next two seasons. I, the guys that left, they they weren't going to play. That's not a mass exodus just yet, Todd. Now, yes, somebody else leaves. We'll see. But but Manat Benson and the walk on Ford Cooper leaving is not a. I mean, those are. I don't care who the coach was; those guys were probably out after this year. So, well, I mean, if they—I mean, I hate to—I hate to say this um, uh, because it, it sounds demeaning to all these young men, and I don't mean that at all. I really don't. But if if you if you couldn't, you know, get on the floor this year with a team that won ten games, eleven games, uh, it was probably pretty bleak. You were going to get on the floor next year, and any time going after that, and um, so. Yeah, that, that look. That was these the young men that have uh, elected to move on. That's best for everybody involved. It's best for them and their careers. It's best for the for South Carolina's basketball program, and and we'll see what they do to piece it together. Um, there's there's really honestly no reason to worry about it now, guys. I mean, everybody's in the middle of March Madness. Uh, there's dudes in the portal. Sure, there's going to be a lot more dudes in the portal once all this is wrapped up here in April. So, hey. you know, they, they got a, there's a long ways to go on this deal. Is Moorhead State – they're not the Penguins, are That's Youngstown State. No. What is Moorhead State's mascot? The uh, – Safari the Bison? No, I don't know. No. That's the Safari the, Hunters. Uh, Eagles? Is it the Eagles? Oh, I think Eagle is right. Hold on. The Eagles, Moorhead right. Yeah. Moorhead, Moorhead State Eagles, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um but uh, yeah, Ford Cooper sounds like a law firm. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of does. And uh, yeah, maybe he will be an attorney one day. That would that would be fantastic for him. Uh, I know we got Chris coming up here uh, in 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 just a little bit, That's guys. Right. And I know we need to. So Phil, we're gonna take a late break. We'll have Chris, and then we'll take a final break after that. Correct? Just want to be sure before we before I move on here. Yeah, that works okay. for me. Okay, so we got about <laughs> five minutes or so in this segment. All right. So of the games that are being played today. Um, in in March Madness, no doubt there's two that are on everybody's radar, right? You got Furman in Virginia at twelve forty, uh, down in Orlando, and then you got the college in San Diego State and a classic twelve five at three ten in Orlando on True TV. Um, we know that we're going to be paying attention to those. Uh, by the way, everybody, I, I, I we are aware of the the conversation in the article. About the guns uh, they, in the in the young men for the football team, we are going to talk plenty about that today. Sure. Um, but we just don't have enough time to finish that conversation right now. What else is on y'all's radar today in in hoops? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, to add to my list of grievances, which I will bring up at Festivus this year, uh, 
about uh, the NCAA selection committee. Why in the hell do you put Charleston and Furman in the same bracket? On the same side, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, that. man, those are kind of. I'm like, okay, well, Carolina didn't make it, obviously. <laughs> but never really had that much hope once they got swept by the mid majors down in Charleston that that would happen. But Charleston's a really good team. By the way, for those that didn't understand the Moorhead State reference, they beat Clemson in the NIT and showed the Tigers the door, which they got to fix the NIT too. It should not never be the mid-major invitational like it is. That sucks badly about it as well. But I digress. We'll talk about that some other time. Um, you know, I, come on. I mean, I'm like, and not that they're sitting there going, well, let's make sure JC's happy. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, why? Why would you put Furman? I mean, two South Carolina teams opposite each other in the same bracket. I, I just didn't like it uh, at all uh, because I kind of was hoping, you know, because I think both of those teams have a shot. Furman's been knocking on the door for a long time. Bob Ritchie's a hell of a coach. It's a veteran team. They've pulled upsets over teams before, and, and then Charleston to me may even be a be low for a twelve. I think. So I got Charleston and Furman advancing and playing in the second round. And Charleston well, to the Sweet 16. To, to be fair, if it was about seeding and they're 12 and 13 seeds, um, the other 12 and 13 seeds are in Albany, New York. So yeah. I don't really, from that standpoint, I don't have a problem with it. If they meet in the second round, that's amazing for this great state of South Carolina. But I would much rather than meet in the second round. I, I get it. Like, you don't want to. It'd be nice to have them separated to give, you know, whatever it is. But, but I also, I kind of, I do, I do disagree a little bit, JC, because I'm much happier with them having a chance to play in the second round in Orlando uh, than yeah, all the New York. Sure. So, you got yeah. to keep them separated. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I, I know that everybody's been singing the praises of Tennessee, and I don't know that, I don't think they'll lose. But they better be pretty careful tonight with Louisiana. The Cajuns are pretty good. And um, I think that game might be a little bit closer than people are giving it credit for. I think that the uh, – I think it's a, a huge disservice to this bracket that the 10-7 matchup that's going to tip at 10 o'clock tonight in Des Moines, Iowa, is A&M and Penn State. Two teams, they got all the way to the finals of their conference tournament and I mean, look how hot Penn State has been. Look how good Buzz has had A and M playing, and one of them has to go home tonight. I, I just I thought A and M got shafted on the seating anyway, so that's probably oh, where the sucked. problem yeah. lies. I, I, I don't like that game. I like the game itself. I don't like it being played on day one. Now, now some of your your metrics lovers that love metrics, and, so, and that's fine if you do. If you love metrics and Ken Palm and all this other stuff, and, and that's kind of how you like to, to – but fine. I mean, it's proven that those stats do mean something. Um, but look, man, <laughs> uh, A&M, come on. I mean, you know, using that – South Carolina was a was a what? A two in, in the 97 season that we talked about. They mm. also started six and five, and they lost to Charleston Southern and UNC Asheville at home. Okay. And to Clemson by 19 points, they only scored 39 points. Um, I think they also lost by 23 to Virginia to open the season. 
that that team and look at that team's pretty good, right? And by the time it was all said and done, they were too. Using that logic that these the, the, the net or whatever it is uses, um, because they count every game the same, even though they're playing college basketball way too early in front of dozens of fans when everybody loves everybody cares about football. Um, you know, using that logic, South Carolina would have been a seven that year. Now we all well, know now seven's a, a lucky number now. when they get seeded. You know, yeah, they were they were a seven in 2017, and they made it the Final Four. Could A and M be in a similar position here? Who knows? I think Tennessee. I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and say that's that's because every year there's one team that's pretty good all year. Then they go out early in the conference tournament, and you're kind of like, eh, they lost some games here and there. Eh. But then they turn it on tournament time, and they and they come back. You're like, you, I didn't see that coming, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually a really good team. And I think Rick Barnes' team this year, with their length, athleticism, and the way they play defense, that's a tough, tough matchup. Although you'd think Rick Barnes, with the way they play D, all of his teams play defense, would be sort of like Frank Martin in the sense that he's pretty good in the tournament. Frank Martin's nine and four in the tournament all time, right? You think that that would be Rick really has had trouble through the years getting out of, of the second round, Sweet Sixteen. You know, at Texas, you know that's why they, they let him go at Texas because it was lack of he went to one Final Four and that was it with all that talent. So maybe not, but I, I just have a feeling about it. I agree with Keith. I, and to, in fairness to me, I had not talked to Keith before he said it Monday. I got Tennessee, Bama, Houston, and I think UCLA. Going to the final four. Yeah, I, I'm. I, oh, I, I think know, that's yeah. my exact four too. Yeah. Is it really? I yeah. yeah I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't buy ten. I'm not buying Tennessee. They don't have Zakai Ziegler. He's the heart and soul of the team, or one of one of the main pieces. And more than likely, they're going to see Duke in the second round. They just won the ACC championship. I I think Duke's gotten hot at the right time. I, I don't see Tennessee advancing. Pat. And I don't. I don't think Tennessee gets to the Sweet Sixteen. Dude, that's me. I, I got him beating Duke. I can't wait till you're paying me ten grand. God, I can't. And wait. I've got I got Memphis. Uh, Phil, I'll split beating, with you. I got Memphis going to the Sweet Sixteen and and uh, and playing Tennessee. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Michigan State. And then Michigan State will beat Kentucky because they're just probably better. <laughs> and Tennessee will get a draw like Michigan State. Then they'll play Alabama, and all their fans will be so heartbroken because the Tide will get revenge. And then Bama will run into Houston, and the Cougars will win the national championship. Oh, well, all right. I got the Cougars winning too. I got them beating Tennessee. Yep. I really wanted I UCLA though. I wanted to push that one a little farther, but I just couldn't quite do it. I don't think. Yeah. Well, somebody's going to win ten thousand dollars. I can't. I hope it's me, but it might be somebody else. And at the end of the day, we're. We're going to be happy for whoever pulls in uh, J.C.'s 10 and grand. We do need to hit a timeout because uh, Chris Phillips is coming up next. Remember, Patrick Davis will join us in an hour or two. We'll see who he has picked uh, to win this year's NCAA tournament as well. Painted garnet and black by a couple of painters inside the Gamecocks. The show will be right back.
Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team to set up a no-obligation consultation about how you can transform your backyard into a outdoor retreat. And, of course, Cindy Searfoss sponsors the first hour of the show with the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy for all your upstate residential real estate needs. Got a uh, dissertation Phil. going on in the private chat here. I got a little confused. This is behind this yeah, little technical stuff I just thought about that I was like, yeah. oh, no, I better let these guys know because I failed to tell you about it yesterday. And so I um, my back no, is, as, as you all know, I will, I will not be here next week. Um, and by the way, that does not mean don't tune in, just so everybody knows. Nah, there'll be a full no, yeah. matter, week matter of shows fact, next week we're going to have – Steve Spurrier will be on next week. Beamer will be on next week. Um, Lou we're Holtz. Gonna, uh, yeah, Lou Holtz will be on next week. Um, uh, Ray Tanner. Rick Tino, Ray Tanner. Um, I'm, I'm missing somebody. Oh, uh, who will Ferrell. 
Is it Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell, Jadevi and Clowney. Oh, Clowney, that's right. <laughs> that's that's right. right, it was oh, Clowney. The uh, Bill Murray, even though he's a Clemson fan. No, he's not a Clemson fan. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. <laughs> Don't let well, let's you. bring in uh, Chris since he's in the chat. Uh, he's in the waiting area. The chat let's box. See. The chat box. I'm off hey, today, they, man. They, they, no, they, I sent that link here to really they, let they, people they, behind they, the they, curtain. Chris, Chris would find a way to get the video in the chat box, and we'd all be like, how did he do that? How did he figure so, this out? Yeah, that's right. Innovator. The innovator in yeah. our market. You know? Don't worry. I sent the uh, bracket link to the private chat earlier, y'all. So, yeah, I'm off my game this morning. By the way, congrats, <laughs> to, G- congrats to my boy G.A. Mangus G-A. for oh, being yeah. named the uh, assist, uh, the offensive coordinator of Hammond. <laughs> Uh, oh. GA probably get him on the show here pretty soon. That is yeah. one gap guy we'll have on the show. <laughs> um, and uh, congratulations to him, he's a hell of a football coach, and I'm sure that offense in Hammond will look pretty good. And he's a great good. dude, too, man. Oh, super he's, he's one of the ones when you text him, he actually texts you back. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people like, takes him three days, he's on it. Oh, yeah, he's a good dude. Hey, Chris. What's, What's up, going Chris? on, guys? What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, I was gonna say I'm I'm not Will Farrell or Steve Spurrier or Lou Holtz or any of those other guys, but I'm here and I'm excited. So what's going on? Appreciate y'all having me. What's your who is your um, who do you have in the final four? I'll be honest with you, man. I uh I have not even finished filling the bracket out yet. And the game starts in uh 30 minutes. So my final four yeah. is probably gonna be just off the top of my head, and they may even all be on the same side. I barely looked at it. Uh, I'll probably go Alabama, UCLA, Houston, and uh, I don't I don't know. Just name your fourth. I don't really know. I feel like picking Bama to win it all is too easy, though. I, I really do. That, that to me, just I that feels way, way too I easy. So I, I, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm 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 so locked on the Gamecocks at times that I, I don't tune into as much sports as pro- people probably think I do. Um, I'm excited to see how Furman and CFC do, but. Yeah, uh, I haven't even finished filling out my bracket. That's shame on me, honestly. Shame I watched me. very little college basketball this year outside of uh, South Carolina, and yeah, and, and or, or like if it's a if it's a Tuesday night and the, the fiance drags me to bingo, yeah. right? I'm not going to sit there and gamble on bingo. So here, here's what I'm actually going to go with, guys. My bracket yeah. every year is busted by Saturday, so I'm waiting till the very last minute. Going to go. Just fill it out randomly and just see what happens. And I bet you I'll have my best bracket I've had in like five or six years. So that's yeah, like that's that's what I'm going with. I'm that's with the key. You, Don't overthink it. Just go. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just like go. go. I, Favorite yeah, colors. I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which mascot do you like better? You know. That's. Yeah. I literally had somebody tell me. I, I had a uh, my buddy's girlfriend say. I think it's Colgate, Texas, in the first round, and she was like, "I'm picking Colgate because of the toothpaste." And her boyfriend was like, "Oh, that's ridiculous." But Texas, I was like. But I bet you that's that logic right there will win. That logic will win versus the people that actually know college yeah. basketball. That's how the, the oh, bracket yeah. works. So I, I've known many of winning <laughs> winning brackets where favorite colors were just yeah. the pick. Oh yeah, and they, they would even have like a sixteen over a one, mm. but it just worked out to where like the eight would win and and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I, the one kind of, like generally people I, like you just said uh, is people overthink it. And they, because they get, you know, they get caught in the upsets. Like we have, I've got to pick the upsets. I've got to pick the upsets. And yeah, there's always upsets, but people go overboard with it. And then their bracket gets torn up by late Thursday night, early Friday. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I generally ch stay chalk, except for yeah. maybe one or two. And then this this year I went with Iona. It's just hard for me to go against Patino. What is it, five years in a row, I think, the number one seed's won it all? Or a one seed has won it all, I should say? So, I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 one of those things, like like you mentioned, JB, that if you look at the bracket over time, that you always have kind of that Cinderella and upsets do happen. But when we get to the end, we get to the Elite Eight, Final Four, like the best teams are there most yeah. of the time. Most, I mean, obviously sometimes, but most of the times it is the best teams that are there. So, yeah, I've got Purdue winning it all. The guy, the, the, the their center's nine feet tall. I mean, <laughs> like all you got to do is throw the ball to him. I mean, I got I got Purdue going bye bye in the second round against Memphis. I'm just one of these days they're going to stop putting all these Big Ten teams into the NCAA tournament. Now that that particular conference, they figured out the Ken Palm thing and all that stuff. But man, oh man, I just there's a very good con. I, I don't. Know. Anyway, I, we could debate that. Do you, way. Who we, do you we, have winning it all, JC? Who do you have winning it all? University of Houston. Oh, you're not going to win your own ten thousand dollars back. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You're going to get which Sampson's which uh, which uh, SEC team do do we think is going the farthest? Is it Alabama? Is it that easy? Or I got yeah. Tennessee beating Bama in the Final Four. What? Wow, <laughs> that would be a crazy matchup. <laughs> oh, that would be wild. That would be wild. No. Just I need them, that. I need that them, just for Twitter. Pick, just for Twitter, yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The more days that go along here, I've got Bama going to the Final Four just because they are that they're good enough to be there. Yeah. But by the time that the Final Four actually gets here, they might not have any players left. I mean, every time a new article comes out of Tuscaloosa, there's another dude in the car. Like I, I don't. <laughs> how much? How much is left unpacking this thing over there? Yeah, I, yeah. And, and they, they might be saving something for down the road. It's like, oh, you're in the elite eight now. But, like, oh, here's this new thing that just came. The, the sports gods aren't going to let I, Alabama I, yeah. win the basketball national championship. Breaking news, Nate. No. Uh, not to make light of this thing, some somebody's dead. I mean, but breaking news, you know, Nate Oates drove his players to the strip yeah. at two a.m. You're like, uh, wow. <laughs> That, that video know. couldn't have been out a month ago. Okay. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> well, uh, uh, <laughs> right. do you want to talk about the game cuts, Chris, or should we just continue? I, I mean, hey, I'm I'm just rolling with the punches, man. Whatever y'all want to discuss, you know, it's kind of that time of year. So let's, let's, yeah. get, let's get to Georgia and South Carolina, whom, by the way, is not going to play tomorrow. It's going to be pouring all day in yeah. Athens. They'll probably yeah. announce that later on today, I'm sure. But um, so – all right, Chris. So you're a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. These guys are they're 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 uh, they like baseball. Um, what's happening right now is that people are looking at 17 and one. They're seeing the ranking. They're seeing all the other SEC teams ranked, and they're discounting the Georgia Bulldogs. And that is a bad bad move because. Number one, everybody wants to talk about Ethan Petrie, and they should. But Charlie Condon at Georgia is hitting 530 on the season, and he is a freshman. Um, they're, 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 they're two middle-of-the-order guys are outstanding. They're going to throw their best arm on, well, game two. Um, this is a challenge, and, and, and I'm not – people get mad when you do stuff like this, Chris, and you know it. Um, I'm not trying to prepare the world for bad news. That's not what I'm saying here. I think Carolina will win two games this weekend. However, if they don't, it's not over. There's a long ways to go here. So I just wanted to, wanted to kind of prep this, this conversation because the Bulldogs are good. They're playing well, and that's a difficult place to go play, and it's going to be cold as hell this weekend. 
Yeah, JB, I'm with you. I've got the Gamecocks winning two of three. But like you mentioned, all you got to do is look back at South Carolina last year. I mean, Carolina wasn't very good, and they were still able to beat the likes of Texas, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, right? It was a team that was able to bite you in SEC play. And that's that's just generally how the SEC works, right? The conference is so deep, and the top-end talent will give you a chance to win every single weekend. And I think, JB and guys, that's the case with Georgia as well. I mean, you talk about Liam Sullivan, he'll throw in game two. He's 3-0 and with a 0.44 ERA. Jaden Woods in the game one slot, by the way, he's pretty damn good too. Back-to-back lefties which I think will be really interesting, right? South Carolina, Mark Kingston talked about in the preseason that they have more depth in regards to the sticks they'll throw out there. They like their left-handed bats, but I just kind of wonder what the chess match is like in regards to throwing out your left-handed hitters versus those left-handed pitchers. I, I think for South Carolina offensively, JB, just staying, continuing to be patient at the plate. You know, Georgia, if you look at their bullpen, they're a little bit susceptible. I don't think they have quite the pitching depth that South Carolina will feature. So I think in that game one, right, it, it, it goes without saying it's a key every weekend, but – if you can knock Jaden Woods out of there by the third or fourth inning, get into that bullpen and make them tax that pin, it's going to give you a great advantage going throughout the rest of the weekend. But uh, And then you mentioned Charlie Condona, what he's done, 531, eight homers, 34 RBI. They're hitting 337 as a team. I mean, they're tearing the cover off of the baseball. Now, granted, have they seen a weekend rotation or seen arms like South Carolina's? Not necessarily, but – you know, I'm just so excited, guys, to see what this Gamecocks ball club is all about. And again, like you mentioned, JB, this is just one weekend of 30 games. It's truly a marathon, not a sprint. You want to get off on the right foot, but I will say this again. I see Georgia as one of those teams. You know, D1Baseball.com did not have them as one of their regional teams in the preseason in the SEC. They're obviously not ranked. They're not the, you know, the, the upper echelon like a LSU, a Tennessee, a Florida, what have you, but – Georgia's a very solid ball club, and going to Foley Field, it will be a battle for all three games, and I think it'll be a great series. And, you know, you go on the road and you take two of three in the SEC, I don't care who you're playing, that's a victory. You know, I was asked yesterday, you know, would winning two of three be good or do we need to sweep? I'm like, do not get it twisted. If you're winning series, you're winning SEC series, You've accomplished your goal. That's a great weekend, especially on the road. I don't care who the opponent is. So, yeah, JB and guys, I, I think it's going to be a great weekend of baseball. And like you mentioned, probably not going to play tomorrow. We'll probably have that doubleheader on Saturday, which will be a really interesting dynamic. But, uh, you know, Georgia's got some guys, man. Again, you look at the lineup, the way they're swinging it. And, uh, you know, if, if, if all it takes is one dude, either a Sullivan, a Woods, maybe even a Nolan Crisp on Sunday, all it takes is one guy to shove. And all of a sudden, you're, you're staring down the barrel being down 1-0 or being in a 1-1 situation going to the final game, and they'll have the home field advantage. So it's going to be a great weekend of baseball, man. I'm so excited for SEC play. Again. Well, and you you know, you mentioned Georgia's batting average. Carolina leads the country in home runs with 48. The dogs have hit 41. There's 89 combined home runs coming into this game between <laughs> yeah, these two yeah. teams. And Yeah. Yeah. They, they they put it up against good team. I mean, Wofford has a pretty good baseball team this year. Yeah. They, they scored 10 Georgia in Tech. a midweek Georgia win. Tech, Georgia yeah. Tech, they had 16, had 18 and 15 against Charleston Southern, 17 against Georgia Southern. It seems in some of these game threes that they, 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 the, the bats tend to go quiet, just kind of looking at their results. But, you know, most games in all their three-game series, you know, they're, they're, they're scoring runs and hitting the ball in at least two of those games. Mm-hmm. So, Probably gonna be pretty good. I mean, it, it, it's all Foley Field's always a challenge. Um, Gamecocks went down there and lost a super regional one time when they hit six home runs in a row. But uh, uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to Saturday and seeing 
you know, almost six, sorry, five or whatever. But yeah, was, I mean, uh, pa- Paxton just you know, didn't have enough juice to get it out of there. Damn, weak yeah, ass was, catcher. No, I'm kidding. But, no, I, but it was, uh, to, so but I, to I your point, to, to your point, I mean, the greatest coach in the history of this program, his name is Ray Tanner, and he lived by the saying, just don't get swept on the road. Mm-hmm. If you win it, it's gravy. Just don't get swept on the road. You know, people hear that and they're like, man, boy, these guys sure are downers. No, it's, this is a hard yeah. league. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, seven of 69. Do you, do you know what that number is? Seven for 69? I, I do not, admittedly. That Anybody that has been in the leadoff role this year for Carolina, mm. they're mm. hitting 101 collectively, and Caleb mm. Denny is now a combined one for 26 since he's been there. They, they got to get that thing going, man. 23 strikeouts in the 69 ABs as well. Yeah, yeah. You're putting yourself behind the eight ball when you have those type of numbers at the leadoff spot. I mean, you got different options. I mean, I think that's that's the one. Maybe, you know, you talk about holes in the lineup, right? And if we're really nitpicking, I think that's certainly one for these guys. I don't know that you really have that that true leadoff hitter, which is why you've seen them try out some different guys. I mean, do you slide a guy like a, like a Braylon Wimmer there? You know, it's a shame that Evan Stone hasn't swung it better because I feel like with his speed, he could be sort of that prototypical guy. With the way Dylan Brewer's all of a sudden swinging it, do you give him a look? I mean, I you know, I I, mm-hmm. I think you got capable options, but you don't really have that that true leadoff guy, if you will. But that that's a crazy number, man. That that's that's a crazy number, and hopefully something you get figured out for well, sure. I mean, it's it's you're I gonna think, need him. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me expand on this a little bit because people go, well, you technically only lead off once a game. I hear you. My point is, these are all really good hitters. When yeah. they're anywhere else in the lineup, they're they're fine, mm-hmm. but but they're they're not good hitters any so 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 you're taking a great hitter Denny was hitting third I mean uh, McGillis probably should be six or seven right um mm-hmm. you know Horning you know all these guys when when you put them in the lineup anywhere else they're they're giving you what you need to get out of them but then when you put them in the leadoff spot it, seemingly you're wasting four or five at bats a game out of one of your best hitters so I don't know what the answer is but yeah I think somebody's just got to take the bull by the horns man and just accept that role and embrace that role right embrace that role I mean if you can be a good hitter in the three four spot or the five six or the seven eight whatever you can do it and the number one I mean it's a little bit of a mentality shift obviously especially when you're starting off the game but I mean somebody leads off every inning JB right I mean you you take that mentality all throughout the game as well so yeah, I mean, just, just you know, I, I think it's it's probably just one of those trends or one of those interesting stats right now. But, uh, you know, I would just like to see somebody, again, take the bull by the horns and, and be that leadoff guy and so, sort of who wants to be the tone setter for South Carolina baseball uh, when we get this thing going each and every single day. I think there's guys that are more than capable. So I think it's just, you know, a matter of time that they'll get it rolling there. But, uh, you know, swinging the sticks for sure this weekend, man, up and down that lineup going to be huge. And, you know, I think the big question, guys, going into SEC play, and I think this lineup – has much more staying power than like the 2021 lineup did where that one, it, like they were good, but it really felt feast or famine, home run or nothing. I, I think agree. this lineup's more well-rounded, but they still do rely on the home run ball a lot. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, when South Carolina needs to win a game three to two, four to three, can they do it? You know what I mean? Can they get a guy in from third uh, with less than two outs? You know, can they situational hit? Can they do execute a hit and run? Can can they use their speed on the base pass, if you will, and grind out a victory, right? Because you're going to have to grind out wins, especially like you're mentioning, JB, you go on the road. If you're going to take two of three, uh, you're going to have to grind out victories. It's just going to happen. So um, I, I like the fact that South Carolina's played some close ball games early. They've won some one-run ball games. They've had to come from behind and win. And, you know, I think that's something that will definitely help them going into this weekend and beyond. I think we need to get Coach Kingston into his best impersonation of Jake Taylor 
and he needs to find his Roger Dorn. Dorn, get in there and take one for the team. What? I'm the leadoff guy. That's right. Dude. Stand on the plate. Dude, the way we're getting plunked by pitches, I mean, why not? Why not, man? The Scott Wingo effect. Man, it's nuts what's going on out there. How about football? Uh, not much to discuss yeah. as far, but – Yeah, I, I'm excited for it, man. I mean, we, we talked a little bit of top top position battles to just keep an eye on. I mean, really what we're trying to do, I feel like, guys, with spring balls, read between the lines, you know, what coaches are saying, what players are saying. But, uh, you know, I, I thought it was intriguing hearing Dowell Loggins yesterday talk about the running back position. Also love what he had to say. We posted the quote this morning about Nicholas Harbor and just kind of like the – you know, we talk about it all the time, but you get one five-star, then you get another, and it's a snowball effect, and – and he mentioned that. I mean, I just think it's true, right? Great players want to play with great players. But, uh, you know, obviously the thing you hope for, fingers crossed, nobody gets injured. I mean, that's the big thing. Just navigate through spring ball healthy. Um, how much are we really going to learn? I don't know. But I feel like listening to Beamer, you know, if if anybody was, was questioning, is South Carolina going to be active in the portal? I think the answers are resounding yes. Running back, edge. There's obviously holes. There's gaps they need to fill. Um, I was asked a couple of days ago, you know, who do you think is going to be the starting running back coming out of spring? I said, I don't really think it matters. I don't think our starting running back is probably on the roster at this point, if I had to guess. Uh, not No disrespect any the guys on the roster, but I just think realistically they're going to go pick up a guy or two to help. So, um, you know, anyways, like you mentioned, JB, there's not a ton to discuss. I, I feel like spring ball, admittedly, is it's almost more of a layup for us to just kind of reopen the conversation of football and just hit on some things that we want to discuss. But are we actually going to learn anything from spring? But it'll be interesting to follow along, hear what the guys have to say. And, uh, you know, maybe some names stand out that, you know, we haven't heard in a while or we're not expecting. And, uh, you know, you, you can try to learn some things here and there. And obviously the spring game on the 15th, we'll all be excited to kind of see who flashes or what have you. But uh, I thought it was funny, too. Dowell Loggins asked – I think he was asked yesterday about the quarterback spot. And he's like, Spencer Rattler's our starting quarterback. It's like, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> Rattler's the starter, so yeah, not I mean, much drama uh, there. <laughs> I think uh, there's a linchpin guy. I think um, uh, to the, to the that I'm kind of, I guess, hopeful for because mm. I think I think if he can kind of return to form or you know at least look better than he has and stay healthy is Terrell Dawkins. If Terrell yeah. Dawkins is healthy, all right, you know what you got in Jordan Strawn. He's going to come back. Um, and if people think about it, people come back from injuries. Uh, the same, or sometimes better, more times than not. Some guys don't, so you got to keep that in mind. Then you got Umi Azulu, who I think is going to be ready to play, not start, but play. And if you get something out of Tyreek Johnson, you know, Rames may come back, may not. You know, that gives you four. Okay. So then, and then Brian Thomas Jr. played a lot in spot duty last year. I guess Donovan Westmore, that will tell you, those are the little guys. So you don't want to have to rely on them every down. You know, maybe they'll maybe they could get by without getting an edge because it's going to be difficult to find. I mean, you can go get a guy, an edge guy, right now out of the portal, but can he play? You know, is he worth even a scholarship? You know, that's the question. So Terrell Dawkins, I'm kind of got my eye on him. You know, as far as uh, if you just people wanted to know one guy, mm-hmm. you know, so KF says, "Why is Westmoreland at DN? Because that's what he played in high school, right?" And they like depth there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've loved what I've heard early about Lenore Sellers. I feel like he's been talked about a lot. I mean, I know that's a hot name, but I, you know, it's 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 more chatter about a true freshman quarterback that probably ain't going. I mean, you know, probably ain't going to play a lot this year if at all. It's a lot more chatter than you you'd normally hear about a guy like that. So I, I you know, very well, talented. 
Very talented. Six three, two thirty five, runs four. Was timed at four four in practice. Yeah, that's special. and it that's special. isn't just an athlete can throw the ball. Uh, you know, just talking to some people that do evaluations, uh, the rankings, recruiting rankings. Um, and, and I don't, I don't like when people say this because it just kind of means they're trying to hold on for dear life to their. Uh, maybe wrong evaluations they made two years ago. They said if he were in this coming class, he'd be top five player in the country and the number one quarterback. So if he'd have done what he did as a junior his right. senior year. So uh, I think the Gamecocks got an absolute steal there, and uh, we'll see how it evolves. But yeah. uh, I, I, I don't think he'll play. I mean, unless yeah. something happens and he's forced into it. But you have a guy that big and that fast that can also throw the ball. Uh, if you're Dowell Loggins, you're going, my goodness, what all can we do here? You know, yeah, Spencer, who yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> sit your ass down, Spencer? Yeah, that's right. The, sho- the shocker Somebody of the spring, in- dethroned. I, see, to, to, to Chris's point, though, it is about every, you know, every few years you, you get one in, and, and people remember the hoopla around Ryan, remember the hoopla oh, yeah. around Steve. I mean, but who was there never any hoopla around as a freshman? Connor Shaw. Yeah. Dylan Thompson. Hmm, this guy's turned out all right. You just don't know. You just don't yeah. know. Yeah. You, you know, never we'll know. Just have to see. All right. We're up against it, man. We got to roll. Chris, I'll see you later today. JC, Phil, JB, always a pleasure. Appreciate you guys. And JC, we will talk this afternoon, my friends. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Appreciate good it, good luck in your bracket. Yeah, you, yes, Chris. sir. Thank y'all. Y'all too. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see ya. All right. We're going to have to hit like back to back breaks here, but uh, we'll get this one out and then maybe do another one. This is Inside the Game Cast the Show. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline is picked off. Brad Ed 
Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Chicken's got to raise your spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who's born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you win or lost a step or two. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sun Rooms, live from the Sinorama of Columbia Studios. And, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfalls and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the Upstate, 864-414-5271. For all of those who are interested in moving to the upcountry, get in touch with Cindy. She'll help you out. I'll say uh, this. We do have Patrick Davis coming up in 30 minutes or so, and JC's right here in just a minute or two. We do need to run back to break. That song that you just heard from uh, Michael Haney uh, called Born to Crow, just put that in the back of your mind for a little while. We'll, uh, you'll, you'll learn more about that in the future on our program. Uh, the Plunder on Polly's is coming up in July. If you play golf, you're going to want to play in this tournament. Uh, Two-person teams. Two rounds of golf, one at True Blue, one at Caledonia. Those are excellent courses. Uh, it's uh, part of uh, TravelingCountryClub.com, who, of course, tees up March Madness for us here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, TravelingCountryClub.com, where you could be a member for an incredibly low price every month and pay the lowest rates you could ever dream of paying at so many golf courses, over 40 of them in the Carolinas, both North Carolina and South Carolina. Make sure you check out that website, travelingcountryclub.com. Uh, the Plunder on Polly's, uh, this is posted on my fa- on my Twitter account. I'm going to post it again. You can also find it at travelingcountryclub.com. This, is, this will sell out. It's probably going to be one of the coolest golf events in the whole state throughout the year. With everything they got going on, they'll play Texas Scramble on day one and best ball on uh, day two. And um, there's just a lot of different things that, that you can win, including a cash pot that could be up to $12,000 depending on the number of players in the event up to 12 grand. Yeah. You heard that right. So um, make sure you follow along. If you play golf and you know, somebody that can play, this is an event you're going to want to play in the plunder on Polly's part of our friends at travelingcountryclub.com. Nice. Um, So we're at the top of the hour. We do have games, by the way, tipping off in about 15 minutes, which we will, uh, we will update you on as we move along. Only two games will, only two games will tip uh, while we're on the air, uh, gentlemen. West Virginia and Maryland, and Furman and Virginia at twelve forty. Um, so that we'll make sucks. Yeah. yeah, you know Virginia is only a five point favorite, five and a half point favorite in that game. I've, I've got Furman money line. Yeah, Furman money line, baby. Woo! Hammered the Paladins today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I did not, however, take Charleston. You had what, Phil? Uh, I said I did he not did. take Charleston in that 12-5. I put San Diego State through. Mm. Well, that's not a bad pick. San Diego State's no. a five-point five favorite in that game. Um, they look like a decent team. Tell you what, though, man. Kelsey's got his guys ready to go. <laughs> you almost wonder if they're going to be too fired up. They're going to have about seven fouls in the first 30 seconds, maybe. <laughs> Virginia, Virginia is upset prone, though. We all know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the I'm not buying that ACC this year. Not buying their the entire athletic department this year. Is upset prone. 
<laughs> anyway. All, All right, right, let's roll. We'll hit a timeout. Hour two coming up. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hot skillet with a little oil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I don't know if everybody else experienced the end of that break like I did, but did the sound go out for everybody else, or was that just me? No, I heard the whole thing, and, and, and I was wondering where my, okay, good. That makes my me feel uh, better. Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> quote went, but I realized I put it in. That song has this this break where it goes with a kind of a solo there, and I remember I put it inside of the solo and not at the solo, so... Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. By the uh, way, I was just way. making sure all kind of stuff was happening on my end. I was like, okay, oh, well, <laughs> <what's> playing. <laughs> so it feels like there's a ride. I'm going to Disney next week. So I got to mention this: the Muppet, uh, the Muppet uh, show ride or whatever at uh, at uh, Hollywood Studios. It's old. It's funny though. Feels like the Swedish Chef in the back with the with the film. When you burst your bird, when they start going haywire, burst your bird, and then like there's two old guys, you know, hey, well, get, you know, anyway, um, I fall asleep in that thing now because I've memorized the whole thing. It's like dark and time to take a nap. Anyway, uh, by the way, Sean Walton asked where Clowney's going to the 76. Is that, JC, I know you love what, what the Bears did with that first pick. I'm pumped about it. Yeah, in Chicago, they, they were like people were literally partying. I mean, I think mm-hmm. people need an excuse to party around St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, but uh, because of that trade, I mean, that's like one of the best things ever happened to the franchise because normally they screw things like that up. 
Um, and to Sean's point, I think Clowney should go to the Bears because they kind of got Demarcus. The they kind of got Demarcus Walker as their every down guy who had a resurgent career, yeah. I think, with the Titans. He's and so Clowney, though, could be for a team that needs pass Panthers. rushers, though. Why Panthers? Because because it's home. What 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 what? Yeah, because, because it's, it's home. Because it's home, and he get he, he gets to play in front of his hometown crowd, and he can come down to his little smoke shop whenever he wants to in Columbia. I mean, come on, man. Meet up at JD's smoke shop. I don't know. Is that what it's called, is. JD's? I have no idea what it's called. Hayden Hurst is with the Panthers now. That news broke yesterday. So yeah, that's true. Out. Yeah. We, we, with uh, the so he you got Hayden Hurst and Shy Smith in the starting lineup on offense, and they played together at Carolina. And you got uh, Clowney on D with JC Horn. I forgot about JC Horn. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Gilmore signed with the Cowboys, didn't he? So yeah, he did. My, my man Bobby there. Harton probably drank an entire handle of Crown in celebration of that. He's a huge Cowboys fan, like a real <laughs> Cowboys fan, not like yeah. uh, some of these fans that like fly. They drive around with like the Cowboys flags on their car, and then you're like, "Man, how are the Cowboys doing this year? Uh, they're all right." And you're like, "So what's their record? I don't know. I don't know. They're annually <laughs> among the most disappointing teams in pro football." Uh, just because even when they're good, they get in the playoffs and don't win. I mean, it's just playoffs, it's playoffs, nice. playoffs. So, JC, uh, Emily Adams with the Greenville News uh, last night came out with the column uh, detailing more of what happened with Gamecock football uh, sure. and the three players involved, uh, Cameron Upshaw, Montague Rames, and uh, Anthony Rose. Um, so, and there's – I, you and I were talking on the phone earlier this morning, and and I got we got to be careful about how we say things because we don't know the entire story. We there, I, I do believe from what I've been told, there is, of course, more to the story as to like why the weapon or weapons were even there to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, everything I understand about this was it had nothing to do with. Th- basically think your worst thoughts right it had nothing to do yeah. with anything like that at all as a matter of fact it was just a really 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 poor decision uh you know you can't have them in there they go over this stuff with you um and but they did um and so as, anyways i was when i was talking to you this morning about this before we got on the air you know I, I mentioned i think it will be important whenever that time is right now these guys are probably zipped up and not able to say anything to make sure that people understand that there was no ill intent w- while being in possession of of these weapons. Um, at the same time, you, they have to acknowledge that they broke laws and broke uh, school rules, and we're just going to have to kind of see how it all all plays out here. But um, as that information kind of unfolded last night, based on what we know to be true publicly and what we've heard to be true privately, where where are our thoughts today as far as the future of these? Forget football for a second. Everybody, like that's where this conversation continuously turns, and I see it, and it drives me nuts. That's oh, okay. If we could just get this guy back, the other two, dude, these are humans. I want to know what's going to happen with them. Forget the football thing for a second. Like, how how has any yeah. any of this kind of changed the way that we see it and think about it, or at least you? I 
I did notice. Um, <clears throat> okay, so so he, Anthony Rose was not charged with uh, illegal possession of a firearm. He, he was charged, and it, unfortunately, it's a felony what he was charged with. But it's not like he. You know, sometimes you have stolen guns that can get you in big trouble. Sometimes you have uh, guns that aren't, you know, have a permit for that's illegal and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I, I think the cover up probably made things worse. I think if they'd had it to do over again, they'd have probably just said, my bad, my mistake um, or whatever. Uh, I think legally, you know, just looking through and there was some debate as to whether or not uh, this stuff would qualify for, for a pretrial intervention. I think as long as the records are clean. Uh, I think every one of them would probably be pre-trial. I, I can't see the Fifth Circuit solicitor trying to nail these guys to the wall. That said, guns are a very political topic. You know, unfortunately, uh, these days, it, it does seem like at times, uh, you know, uh, whatever the, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess the, the, the topic du jour is in the media, you know, that, that, that sometimes influences, sometimes it doesn't. I, I hope the fifth circuit solicitor is not trying to make an example out of somebody because, you know, these guys were recreationally using a rifle and just happened to make a mistake of, of having it in their dorm. Um, I, I do think too, there's a big difference when you talk about this law. Uh, if somebody like walked through the state house with an AR 15 or, or walked to class with an AR 15 or, or something like that, there's a big difference between that. And somebody having it in their residence when it when they have a permit for it, <clears throat> and yes, that that is part of the university. That is a publicly owned building. That is against the rules, totally. And they and they did go over that. But I think that you know it, it, it can be interpreted as an honest mistake if that's where you live. You know, well, this is this is my residence, so I have a permit. You know, you know, but. Yeah, it, it's not something that I'm excusing in any way, but I do think it, when you talk about, is this a mistake or was this intentional? I, I do think that the mistake was made with, with maybe, well, maybe you just don't think about that being, you know, where you live being a public building because who lives in a public building? Right. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 I think that probably legally these guys are going to be fine. Um, you know, as long as people are kind of fair about it, uh, are they going to stay in school? That's the question. Mm, don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, the, the university's judicial <laughs> process is a little bit different than, um, well, than, and, uh, and, and you yeah. have to worry about what would come next. Right. Because I, I don't, I don't, this is just all my brain speculating, you know, I have no idea, but like. Phil, if you, if you, you know, if you, let's say you quote unquote, let me just say this simply without trying to get too analytical here, like some people I know, um, nobody on this screen, by the way, um, if you quote unquote, let them off easy, you know, the message you're sending to the rest of the student body is not necessarily a good one, um, you know, hey, if you, if you're carrying on campus, which you're not allowed to, but if you get caught, it's okay. You know, you'll just, you know, you might be spending for a few days, but we'll, it'll all be all right because it's, it's how kids will hear it, right? It's how, it's how some people hear it and see it. I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a, I'm a big Second Amendment guy. Um, 
I can tell you right now, when I was in high school, we all had guns in, in our trucks and stuff. Uh, it was just normal. Why? Because a lot of us left there and went to hunt. Um, a lot of them were in there from the weekend. I mean, I don't know. They just were. You never really thought about it. Now you have to think about it. So, I don't know, Phil. I mean, um, I think that I think the mistake they made was trying to hide it instead of just saying, yeah, it's ours and here's why it's here. And let's just work through this and try to figure it out. They, they tried to hide it, throw things out the window, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that just obviously just. Yeah, I yeah, think that, that's really what's what I think is really going to bite them is going to be the obstruction charges, the, you know, but the JC's point, uh, hopefully these guys don't have prior records. Because uh, it, it just still, uh, I would imagine that the solicitor's office has, uh, you know, the ability to do some pretrial or at least get it down to, you know, not so, not so terribly heavy charges for them. Um, yeah. But there again, it, it's that's only one half of the picture because the school is a completely different set of circumstances, and it would not surprise me to see the school. Uh, throw the book at the kids when the state wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think you're right. No, I, I, you know what, what I, it, I, now I think, you know, what, what do I think is fair? Um, suspend them from school for a year or a s- semester. I, I don't, I don't think you need to permanently dismiss them. And I certainly, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a happy medium to where, Okay, you obviously did something egregious. You're not gonna. We're gonna suspend you. Well, you know, but you can come back. You know that kind of thing. Not that any of these guys probably will if they're suspended from school. I think they, you know, Upshaw may not, but uh, I think the other two are gonna have options to go play somewhere as long as you know it checks out. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see sort of what happened. I think Ro- unfortunately Rose because it was his is in the hottest of waters. Uh, and I don't, you know, South Carolina's pretty good player wise in the defensive backfield. Right. Um, so I, I've said this before, Carol, Anthony Rose needs Carolina football worse than Carolina football needs Anthony Rose. And that's what's sad about it to me is that, you know, this kid could end up, I mean, it, it, you know, his, his life has not been the easiest uh, how about that? So, yeah. You know. yeah. Well, and that, that's kind of how we led this conversation off. And again, I know we got to hit an early break here. So we got Patrick Davis coming up at 1230. Um, and, B, you know, look, BRC makes it a point. If Brandon Miller is still in the starting lineup for Alabama, there's no reason these guys should be be kicked off the team, uh, which we'd have to we'll, ha- we'll have to have more time to, to really get into something like that. He's there's a point to be made there. Um, Brandon Miller wasn't in a dorm room either. Uh, now, was that weapon before? I, I don't know. I, there's just a lot to unpack and things like that because we just don't know all the details. But, I mean, JC, that's kind of how we led this conversation off with mm-hmm. forget football, forget Twitter heroes and message board warriors that all they care about is the the, the team that they pull for going to have enough players to play. Is you know, Do we need to go back to the portal because this guy had a gun on campus and how are we going to have enough defensive ends? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the kids themselves. Um, and you met, you just hit the nail on the head with Anthony Rose. If anybody has done their research on this young man, he, he's had a he's had a, it's been tough for him. And um, you know, he, there's I, I my understanding was there's no malice at all in anything. He just mm. he just the guns were there, and 
they tried to hide them. And, you know, it's, I mean, JC, you know, if you catch your, my, I have two four-year-olds, totally different thing here. But what I, I caught Riley the other day reaching for Hershey's Kisses. And I said, what are you doing? And she turned around and said, Hershey, uh, I'm, Dad, I'm trying to get Hershey's Kisses. I said, were you trying to sneak them? Yes, sir. Well, I gave her one. Well, I'm not saying if somebody would have walked in, what's the gun here? Well, I just want it. Okay, I won't tell anybody. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is if you try to hide it, it makes it just look a lot worse. And there's a when that starts happening, law enforcement and all that type of stuff, like they don't know, right? They're just doing their job. Their job is to protect people. So, you know, they come in and they're going, all they know is there's an AR-15 that somebody threw out a window and we got to figure out what the hell this thing's here for, who's got it, where it's going, in the whole nine yards, right? So there's just so much that nobody knew about, and um, and and I think that's where it went wrong. But you know, hopefully, all these young men can, for the sake of their own lives, uh, hopefully they can get it straightened out and we'll see where it yeah. goes from there. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I'm 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 uh, fired up about. Uh, I'll be fired up about all these guys, no matter where they end up playing. Um, as long as they're okay, just because, like I said, thinking about it, you're a kid. Uh, you know, I, I think I think these dudes know better. Like like I said, than to walk through the state house with an AR-15, which is a public building, just like the dorm. Yeah. Um, or walk into class with an AR-15. I mean, yeah, or or biology lab or wherever. Um, honest to God. If these guys were riding around, because I read the law today, if these guys were riding around in their car down Sumter Street or or on Clemson's, like Clemson's, because Clemson's got a campus that in a public road, yes, yeah, so it's all kind. Of, if they rode through Clemson's campus with it in the car, <laughs> you know, hanging in the back seat, you know, strapped in or whatever, that's not against the law. Yeah, uh, because the law says it does public roads and things like that don't count, but buildings and property and things like that too so yeah pretty interesting yeah it is and and i'll and my final comments on this and then phil you can take us to break my man uh, uh saunder makes an interesting point too again this we could have a two-hour show on this uh not to get too technical but rames too if he just walked off with the ar and not stuck it in his pants it wouldn't care carry the extra angle of being concealed this matters in the all eyes of the law he's exactly right about that the flip side of that is if you're just walking around with an ar-15 in your hand on campus you got a big problem um, somebody's going to look over and, you know, so, I mean, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, we're just going to have to continue to let the facts come out. And I just hope all these, all these guys, just set, I hope all these guys, I hope their future, their, of their lives doesn't get totally thrown off track. Number one, number two, based on, I mean, I don't know how much clearer Shane Beamer can be. He seems like he knows probably a little bit more than he's leading on, but what he knows is very bleak because he just continues to say, yeah, don't expect anything on this anytime soon, moving on. So we'll leave it there. All right, uh, we are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. The weather has been chilly, and it sucked. What happened to the warm weather in February? JC stole it from us and threw, <laughs> threw it out the window. No pun intended there but um if you are looking forward to the weather warming up in the upstate in the midlands or along the coast these bikes can get through the sand they can get up the mountains they can get through the parks and the hills of the beautiful midlands electric bikes charleston.com people come from 
literally everywhere. Rock Hill, Hilton Head, Myrtle Beach, Greenville, Spartanburg, you name it. They come down here because of the quality of Vinton, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, service, warranty. That's why they power our program up to 28 miles per hour. It's a do-it-all. You don't have to use this pedal assist mode. You can just go out there and ride your bike. But you can also use pedal assist mode as well, and it'll get you where you want to go up to 60 miles. You can ride almost to Columbia from the low country. Matter of fact, from Somerville, you get real close. And he's got to pedal the last couple of miles if you're headed to a ball game or something like that. Electricbikescharleston.com. Thank you to Michelle and her team for powering our program. Time out. We'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell, Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm, and the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning, it'll melt in your mouth, it's good on a cracker, it's good in a bowl, it's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go game pops. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Well, Welcome back we're back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Okay? <laughs> Phil, do you need a do you need a beer? By the way, I could use one actually. Sonder, forgive me here. I, I I've got to send this to Phil for him to do it. This is so it's a section E, Phil, that I just sent you. I sent the wrong. I got one. it. I'll put it up there uh, now. That's what I yeah, was sitting so here looking section at. Section E that uh, that I was reading. So maybe I maybe I was. 
Here. We're posting laws in the yeah. chat box. This is never a good I mean, sign. So that's you know? what, because <laughs> that was, so there we go. That's what I was referring to. And I, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's something else that I was just thinking of that. Maybe I was mis misinterpreting that, but that's where I got it from. And I got it right off the, the state of South Carolina uh, law, yeah, the, the state house website, you know, so yeah. anyway, uh, but yeah, I, okay. yeah, maybe I, I'll defer to everybody else who, you know, Saunders says he loves the second amendment and all that good stuff. So that would uh, well, do that. And yes, yeah, yeah, Saunders for gonna... track and field, uh, the Whittle would be the guy. Whittle's all over men's tennis because they're so good. Yeah, number two in the country. He, uh, he did a good job uh, with that. So, But uh, right now, though, with opening series of baseball, women's basketball happening, transfer portal of basketball, spring football, uh, be patient with old John because John's got a lot to do right now. Yeah. And he, mm -hmm. Jonathan he gets real busy. is only one man. <laughs> he gets busy. That Whittle gets busy this time of oh, year. Oh, so. you're talking about John Whittle. I thought you were talking of about course. Mox. Jonathan Moxon is only. I don't want your life. I don't want hey, your life. I got good. I got news for everybody. Good news. This is great news. West Virginia leads eleven to four, with fourteen minutes and forty six seconds to go in the first half. I have them winning that game. I have oh, West course. by God, Virginia, too. <laughs> picking That's what I get for picking freaking Maryland. Jeez. I've got to win in the game. See? Hmm. Well, that brings yeah, me to my right. next point. Don't smoke crack. It ain't over yet. It <laughs> Did you live under power lines as a kid? 11 to 4. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I got gosh. all my window licking picks in there. Oh, <laughs> huggy bear. Unbelievable. Huggy yeah. bear. Yeah. So uh, that is Greg. Greg chimes in on the uh, award winning. By the way, the award winning Nana Sports chat box is fine. Hats off to our friend Coach O for being willing to record a spot for them uh, in this uh, program <laughs> while he was uh, enjoying. Um, uh, endless summer in, in Destin, Florida, uh, because that was that was very kind. And we, JC, if you'll just please send send our uh, thanks to him and oh, much obliged. Appreciate appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but Coach is probably about seven deep right now. I love I love March Madness. I love <laughs> yeah, without, the, the basketball without a shirt. <laughs> LSU was not that good, or Ole Miss. Old I'm not even going to attempt his voice, but who wants to Southern. take their shirt off and go watch hoops with Coach? I, I already have my shirt off right now because it's endless summer. <laughs> yes. I even when it's 50 degrees because my nipples get hard. <laughs> oh, God. I show them off to the ladies. <laughs> endless summer. And uh, on that, let's uh, take. Let's a quick go to break. Greg. We got Patrick. We got Greg on line one. Yeah, of the hour. I got a, I got a <laughs> plate full of average jambalaya and six cocktails, and uh, we'll go West Virginia. Uh, Coach O might also hire these guys because his belly has gotten rather large. Let me paint something dot com. A couple of painters in the state of South Carolina and in the great state of Georgia. Look at that beautiful logo. Oh. Ah, it's so awesome. Kristen Still and his his team are special, man, and they have unbelievable prices everywhere in the state of South Carolina is where they'll go. Let me paint something.com. Make sure you follow them on Facebook. Uh, they are spectacular people. Can't wait till they get in to paint our home. Looking forward to that. 
Everybody always asks, do you know a painter? We're telling you right now. The best painters are right here. A couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. Greg went to Camden, he said, with Mr. Patrick Davis. That's good because he knows well that the Davis family is very, very special. PD will join us on the other side of this break right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. New year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender in MLS 2229 L-O-N-M-L-S 1772-182. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! And I sing hallelujah, I do believe it's happening. We're almost to the top of the mountain. Yes, the brothers and sisters lift your voices, clap your hands. I said I'm from the front pew of a wooden white church A courthouse clock that still don't work Where a man's word means everything Where moms and dads were high school flames Gave their children grandmother's maiden name Yes, it may not sound like much but it's where I'm from Oh, there ain't nothing like her 
my dreams I still find her She's like an old friend awaiting when I close my eyes And how lucky I am To call her mine No, you'll never find Another life like your mine Where does it go When you swear you know that it's all on the opening day of March Madness here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios. And there's the real man himself. It looks like he's ready to play us a tune, Mr. Patrick Davis from beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, man? What's up, guys? I got my. I didn't get prepared for this very well. I don't even have my earbuds on, so this is just I'm just hanging out. What's up? Hey, hey, sounds fine. great, man. Look good. This, this, all right, this is this is a uh, sort of a winged operation here. So. <laughs> what, what, are, what are you doing? Are you writing a new song, or what are you doing? No, I had a, I had a I had a breakfast meeting, and and breakfast meetings for musicians are. Or can I cuss on here? You probably can't cuss inside the game. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just, just don't, no, don't no, use no. the F word. No, don't no, use no. the yeah. F word. I, I almost did right then. I had to catch myself. Us, <laughs> us musicians, us musicians, waking up early is, is difficult. So uh, I had a breakfast meeting. So I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going to take a nap or uh, you know what I'm going to do right now. You know, it's it's 11:30 <laughs> here. That's early for us. You know. So, oh, yeah. oh, I'm in Central too. I'm in Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, I get, I totally get that. That, that hour means a lot, man. It means yeah. Like, yeah, right. I, I lived in Nashville the same way. I was like, man, it's early, you know. Good. Everybody else is up, you know, so it's crazy. Yeah, and I, I just got back from Europe. I was in Europe for the past two weeks, so I'm I'm still a little bit messed up time wise as well. So, uh, but anyway, it's good to see you guys. I like this inside the Gamecocks. I like it. Good job. Good job. Well, nice. we're looking forward to seeing you next week, man. I cannot wait to. I haven't seen you since your wedding. I know you were there. I saw some pictures. I was like, I was like, oh, these are these are behind the scenes pictures here. Yeah, I didn't yeah, put I some like, of them on there. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the, the, ones that, <laughs> you, the ones with your pants off. You know, we didn't no. want those. You know, yeah. those, yeah. well, I mean, well, that wouldn't matter. You can't. You, you're not going to well, see yeah. anything in that photo. They were anyways, small. But... They were small JPEGs. Yeah, they were. So. <laughs> that was. Uh, I, I I know you probably get tired of me texting you after your um, after yours and Lauren's wedding. Who, by the way, she was just flat gorgeous but um that was the coolest wedding ever oh, uh, thanks man and i know you were jo- you were making fun of me because i kept everybody was after the wedding you know there's all this stuff going on and i'm just sitting there with ralph region watching alabama <laughs> tennessee i had no idea what was going on behind me our first dance and all kinds of stuff and we're like we're not moving until this game ends yeah um, yeah yeah well we, we actually we actually did a uh, they were trying to get us to do the um 
you know, I told the, the, the venue, I was like, Hey guys, I was like, um, you're going to have to keep the televisions on it, it, it like up until the moment that we're saying our vows. And then you're going to have to, as soon as we're done with that, I need these televisions back on. And they're like, they're like, what? And I was like, I was like, it's, it's freaking Saturday in the South. There's no way that I, I picked the weekend specifically because it was an off weekend for South Carolina football. I was like, this was a well-planned, you know, well-oiled machine here that we were trying to trying to put in play. And that Alabama Tennessee game, we were in Chattanooga. How, you can't not have that. We were five miles from Alabama. I was like, you can't not have that playing. And and Lawrence Lawrence dad was like was a little bit. He was he was so nervous to give his speech, and he was like he's like we need to we need to get out there and do that speech. And I looked at him and I was like, his name's Brian. I go Brian. Um, you're going to have to wait. And if this game goes to overtime, then we're going to be about 30 minutes more before you talk. And he was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And it was so funny. The game gets over and everybody comes outside. I was watching it. I wasn't going out. I didn't care what he had to say. I was going to see I, what <laughs> see, listen, You see, guys, you, this is how you do a wedding. This yeah, is it. it was, you it around your off weekend. You leave the TVs on. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. That was a beautiful, it was, it was. And, and Lauren was gorgeous. Was. And she is, uh, she is, she is, uh, she She's the only thing she must be blind. That's the only thing we could figure out with you know, other, <laughs> with me. But uh, it's it all works out pretty well, man. It's, it was a good time. I'm, I'm glad you were there. And Ralph, Ralph was so sweet to come up there because he was about to have a, I think he had knee replacement surgery or something like that coming up, and he still came up there. And you know, and and and, and you're right, uh, Jamie never left Ralph Regan's side basically the oh, whole time. He was just like he was like, "Well, you talk, you're talking to me." He's like, "Hey, it's like that, that will, it's like that." Uh, that Will Farley thing, or whatever, or Chris Farley thing on a on a, on Saturday Night Live when he met Paul McCartney. He was like, "Remember that time? You were the coach. That was cool." You know, so Fridge he only lives like five doors down from my cousin on the Isle Palms. We didn't even realize that. So oh, wow, I, look at that! You guys are basically just best friends. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. When is Ralph Friedgen coming on the show, hey, Jamie? What, yeah, I, yeah, we yeah. got I guess we got to get him on. Yeah, hey, he, get Ralph right. on here, man. Hey, Ralph's coming on. Uh, Ralph will be there on a uh, Saturday. Uh, next friday night in charleston he's coming he already they texted me they'll be saying hey you know you can rekindle your love affair you go hey you know i'll put you guys at the same table as ralph and then he'll just be like and he'll he's gonna look at me he's gonna text me during the show and be like this shit again patrick (laughs) 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 i'm kidding i'm kidding kidding. bobby and kevin my cousins are coming too and they're the neighbors you put us together and they'll be this will be fine they'll be out in the boat yeah. together all summer and oh, you're just man. a matchmaker i'm not well, sure so, if ralph goes on a lot of boats so i'm just gonna throw that out there i'm not sure yeah he's i hope he's doing better because he he's doing better he's doing good he got a, he got a, he got a hip replacement or, or something knee replacement hip something happened i know that like but he's a uh, he's still you know he's still uh you know i mean he's not he's a good he's a good dude he loves he actually loves coach beamer he's a big fan because him, him and, yeah. uh, and his dad were friends so yeah well he was telling me that you know it's interesting we'll move on to you but what, what was interesting i was telling haney that night um about uh when you were when y'all the all the dancing and all the music outside i was telling Haney. he said so what were you and fridge talking about i said well i said let me summarize it this way i um we were just talking. He was telling me, you know, Bill O'Brien, he basically brought him along. And, and so he was basically calling plays in the Alabama. Mm-hmm. Game. And uh, and and we were talking about pro style offenses, this, that and the other. JC, I mentioned this to you and Phil one time. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, yeah. I, so let me ask you a question, coach. You know, what do you what do you think about the pro style offense that Carolina's running? He looks at me, he goes, it's not pro style. I said, well, that's what Marcus Satterfield told us it was. He goes, no, that's not a pro style offense. I was like. 
So we have an offensive coordinator that runs a pro-style offense that he thinks, but it's not a pro-style offense. He goes, that's pr pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> we're doomed. Of course, we ended up beating Tennessee, and you know, the, you know well, yeah, everybody, we're much, much better, much better mood after uh, after that Tennessee game for sure. But yeah, he's a dude, Ralph is a, 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 I think, a offensive like kind of heat genius. Even from his couch, he still calls, Crazy. you know, people, uh, okay. people still call him for information and stuff. So, yeah, but uh, it's it's good to hear. He he thinks that uh, you know, he he had nothing but high praise about Shane being being the coach, and um, he awesome. he was uh, he and his wife uh, Gloria both were like, this is the this is the the right move for the University of South Carolina. Carolina, and, I, and I think it has been, and uh, hopefully it continues to be. So, uh, you know, that's the idea. But anyway, hey, good to see y'all. Well, so <laughs> you're going to be here next week in my neck of the woods uh, mm -hmm. at the Riviera downtown, uh, PatrickDavisMusic.com for the VIP tickets. And then, of course, there's a link there that'll take you to Ticketmaster or for, take you yeah. to the Riviera and then to Ticketmaster uh, for which there's not many of those tickets left. I, I looked and saw. Um, and then you, a week, of the following week, you're back for your second annual Where I'm From uh, event in beautiful Camden for the mm -hmm. Cup, right? Yeah, yeah, in, in the metropolis of Camden, South Carolina. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Big city, like Chicago, kind of like Chicago. That's yeah, right. <laughs> and, in and, the Camden, uh, many times. But, uh, but yeah, we're, um, but I, I get to go home and do that. And so the, actually for the next um, – about the, I, I'm actually going to uh, Columbia Camden on I think on next Wednesday, and I'm going to stay for ten days. I'm going to be in God's country for a whole ten days with the family and go see everybody. So I, I'm pretty excited. The, the Charleston show ought to be a blast because I, I haven't the Riviera Theater. I haven't actually been inside of it yet, but I was actually uh my my buddy jewel played there i think that was the first show that happened there and i've heard from a couple other people that it's a really great room my buddy mark broussard actually played there last night i don't know if you know mark is but mark played there last night they've only done maybe like uh, maybe 10 shows there so far but they renovated this old theater right downtown i think it's on right on meeting king somewhere in there king yeah, king, yeah. and um and it's uh, it looks beautiful so i'm excited about going in there and playing i, I got my midnight choir the big band and uh oh, and then camden and camden's great uh you know camden that is where i'm from and that you know that song's written about camden so I, I i the carolina cup which all of us that grew up in south carolina or in the area know remember the carolina cup you know that was our that, Parts uh, maybe you probably don't remember the carolina cup but you know Not you much. were there yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and uh, and that's cup weekend and so uh the friday night before the cup is when we always do the where i'm from event so that's been a lot of fun as well so i'm in a, a, a couple weeks in uh in in the big city or a big state of south carolina i guess so camden, a lot of people don't know this about camden gosh 1920s there was a like a they, there was some, some consideration to move the university of south carolina to camden yeah. Yep, yep, uh, yep. I'm sure you've heard that. They just should, didn't do it. Should they? I always thought that would have kind of been. If you're looking for a smaller town college feel, I would think Camden would be perfect for, yeah. for the University of South Carolina. But they left it in Columbia and probably wouldn't have it any other way. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it would. That's, that's a neat thing about Camden. Like maybe our audience wasn't aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camden actually has a pretty crazy history. Like uh, that, that was. They're actually right now. Um, the uh, Arlington Cemetery folks came there because the actual first battles of the Revolutionary War were in Camden and they didn't bury the soldiers right. It's not like very well known. I always say the reason that people don't know the, this stuff about the South when it comes to the Revolutionary War is because all the history books were written up in Philadelphia and New York. So where were they going to talk about? They're going to talk right. about the place up north. And so 
they um that's where they printed them up there you know and so uh but they actually are coming down to do a special burial of those soldiers because they weren't buried properly so they they were just buried in shallow graves you know and so uh so there's a lot of history there in camden and, and the carolina cup is you know that's that's kind of probably honestly probably the reason they were thinking about moving it there was because du- and dupont scott and the duponts actually their summer home was in camden or i guess winter home was in camden so they came from up in chicago and New York, all these places they came down there so there was a lot of money there and Camden kind of fell on some hard times, like a lot of small towns did for a minute. But but it seems to resurgence, and uh, it's kind of like Gamecock football, you know. Like it, it was it was it went it went dormant for a while, and then we beat Tennessee, and shit happened. So we're you know we're we're all happy now. <laughs> Everything's good again, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I'll tell you a story. The first time I heard big old cock, and you'll probably get a <laughs> kick out of this. It was uh, 2009. Yep. I was walking, literally walking into the Clemson South Carolina game at Williams Bryce. Noon kickoff. CJ Spiller returns the opening kick. The game pass came back at one, 34 17. Yep. That day was the beginning of the five game winning streak. It was. Yep. Yep. I've always thought there's something a little bit magical about that song, <laughs> other than the fact me and my buddies used to just get up and start tailgating and blast it before the games, uh, which I still do. Even fans yep. of other schools love it, you know. Yep. So uh, I just, I just thought, I, I thought that was neat. I've always kind of appreciated that song for that reason. And, uh, just because no. I thought I think it brought us a, a spell of good luck. <laughs> well, PD, PD, tell us the how that that song even came to life. Man, just it's ridiculous. Like the song itself, like it just um, that was just. Uh, I went to a Thursday night game. Uh, I've, I've said this before. Uh, but it was the. Um, Ole Miss game when we beat remember Norwood got those sacks and we beat yeah. we beat them like a we beat them like a drum it was, it was an amazing game and I happened to come home from Nashville and watch that game and I remember being in the stadium and, and the stadium was rocking and just being like man this would we need a song you know as a songwriter you just kind of laugh you, you we come up with titles constantly you know we just and I was like oh we need a song it'd be something you know but it can't be serious it can't be it's got to be something fun. It's got to be something that a kid would sing. You know, it's got to be something that sounds kind of silly. And uh, and when I was a kid, when I, I had a shirt that said, you can't lick our cocks. I had that shirt. And I remember getting I was in Spanish class in the ninth grade. And Miss Smoke, our teacher, who said, come I tell Yamas. That's what she you know, she was the worst Spanish teacher in the world. And, uh, and she uh, like Peggy Hill. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty remarkable. Like my name is my name is Russell Patrick Davis. That's my full name. Uh, Patrick in Spanish is Patricio. Very easy. Very easy. And when I walked into class, she goes, you're going to be Ricardo. And I was like, OK, so my name is Ricardo. Great. All right. So uh, anyway, so I, I'll never forget her making me turn my shirt inside out because she was taught the shirt was inappropriate. You know, and so for me, you know, it's always that's kind of funny. And uh, I thought I was like, man, what would the name of this song be? And I just came up with I was like, just a big old cock. And I wrote it in about probably 30 minutes on my couch. I laughed the entire time, sent it to a couple of my buddies. They were like, you got to record it. I recorded it right at the end of 2009 season and just put it out there. The next thing I know, you know, probably Haney and, and you know, Jamie, whoever down there was playing it on the radio. And I was like, what? <laughs> My mom was like, my mom, my mom called me. It was like, Patrick, I hear they're playing a song of yours on the radio. And I was like, uh, yes, ma'am. And she's like, what's it called? I was like, mom, that's not important. You know? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, but no, it, it, it still, it still is great. Cause I still get kids to this day. It's, it's, um, you know, I have a, I have a couple, uh, this kid named Blake Weinbach that, uh, that kind of yeah. works for, for my, he does, he does merch for, for me and stuff when I'm down, down there, but he's a young musician and, uh, you know, his buddies, they all listen to big old cock before the game, they turn it on in the morning and they listen to it all day. 
You know, hey, it's just I, like, I'm I just go like, about I'm, five or six times myself. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm 46 years old, dude. Oh, I I love love my, my fiance is from Thailand now, originally and from Chicago. She has no idea what I'm saying. Why are you playing that? What, what's why are you, you know, she's, why are you playing that? What is that a cock thing? What does that mean? You know, I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't get it. You know, I mean, just like, okay, so, so the brilliance of it is, though, you, you go and you, you pulled it like what Gamecock fans always think because it's like, I hate the Georgia Bulldogs. Florida Gators, but you don't say Tennessee, you say, and Rocky Top. Because yeah. we all hate Rocky Top playing yeah. over and over over the stadium. I just, gosh, yeah. Well, that's I don't a, know. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a soft rhyme. It could be a hard rhyme because the word is cock, but it's a, it's a rhyme with cock. You know, it, so is it, it works pretty well. So, so uh, no, I, I, what uh, rhymes I, with cock? Yeah, and I'll tell you, and this is a this is a, actually the amazing thing about this. We did the show, me and Edwin went down and did the show the night before the, uh, uh, the Gator Bowl game, um, or we thought we played Gator Bowl. What are Jacksonville? What is yeah, in Jacksonville? Yeah, Jacksonville. Just a, and so uh, we go down there and play, and I and you know it's all Gamecock. You know it's a thousand Gamecocks fan at this show, and and Edwin and so Edwin does I'll be, and then I have to close the show out because we're just swapping songs. He does his last song is I'll be, and I'm last, and I have to do big old cock. And I tell I go, I'm gonna let all of you folks know that when I wrote this silly ass song. 10 15 years ago i never thought anyone would hear it and i promise you i did not think there was going to be a show where i played and i had to close out the show the opening song to big old cock was i'll be by edwin mccain i was like this is fucking insane and edwin's probably sitting there edwin and your old friends i'm sure it has been the back of his mind he's like this dumb son of a bitch. You know, I, I can I can promise you, I can promise you that he's sitting there going like, I'm played. They play I'll be all over the planet. It's played in, you know, you go to Home Depot, you can't help but hear I'll be. You know, I'm like, and, and, and I'm sitting there playing in a show where at the last song I got to open up for Big Old Cock. This is great. So, but, uh, uh, but that's a good point. I'll be was uh, we just watched a movie that I'll yeah, be no. was. Uh, he got paid so much money. Edwin, Edwin literally will never have to work again because of Jennifer Lopez. Like that's yeah. basically what happened. Yeah. He was, yeah. So, he was like, he was like, dude, he's like, they just put me in a movie for this song. And, and then he showed me the trailer and the whole movie was, the whole trailer was, I'll be the entire song. And then they sang it in the movie. And I mean, the movie's obviously a piece of shit. You can tell that, but like, here's yeah, the deal. I'll be is wonderful. So, you know, he got, he got paid a lot of money. So I'm happy for him. So that's the dream. And Hey, listen, and if big old cock is in a movie, I will let you guys know, but it will probably not be on Netflix. If it's uh, yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was about to say, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, no teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so uh, 76 in our chat box said, I enjoyed that Where I'm From song. So that mm -hmm. so Jason Michael Carroll had recorded that song, but mm -hmm. that's your song. You wrote that song. Your version's better. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll um. Will you be playing uh, that song? I know you'll be playing Big Old Cock. Will you be playing Where I'm From next Friday night? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I only, I only so, you know, yeah, of course. All those, you know, the thing about me is yeah, I've been fortunate enough to write so many songs. It's, there's, And the dream is that you have, uh, you know, I, like I, I laugh about Edwin, like to bring up I'll Be. Well, I'll Be, you know, he's going to have to play that song for the rest of his life. And while you can kind of go, oh, God, I got to play that song again, that's not the way we really think about it because those are the songs that allow us 
to do what we do. We get paid. We get to have a job. And and big old cock is that way for me. I, I really only do big old cock usually in in uh you know in South Carolina because that it makes the most sense. But like you were saying, JC, um, I have friends from all over that actually could care less about South Carolina sports, and they love that song. They'll even tell me they're like, "Hey, we played a big old cock song." And I'm it's like, catchy, "Why?" Yeah. I'm like, "We're in Napa." <laughs> I'm like, we're in California. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? And and they'll ask me for they'll ask me the Gamecock fans will love this. They'll ask me to describe what or uh, to explain the choruses to them as I'm doing the song. So I'll be playing the song and I'll be like, okay, Steve Tannehill had a big mullet, kind of like Travis Tritt, like big great quarterback, wrote sign his name, and I'll be like, I'll be like, George Rogers won the Heisman. Might have done some shit that we shouldn't talk about, but other than that, it's really cool. And uh, you know, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, like because they they love uh, you know. But anyway, as songwriters, we all want to do those songs that people keep asking for. And fortunately for me, uh, you know, where I'm from, or you know, my Carolina, or these there's there's a lot of those songs that I've been fortunate enough to 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 write. And and I there's nothing better than the feeling of knowing that people, um, you know, appreciate you know what we we're, we try to be we try to create art. And, uh, you know, even and in some of it's, you know, Gamecock art, you know, but uh, but it's still a, it's a great feeling to have people appreciate it. So, yeah, so I, I, like yeah. balancing like the, the I'll, I'll get back to this last question, I promise. Balancing yeah. the songwriter performer thing is fascinating to me. Um, I lived in Nashville, but it had nothing to do with music. But but I kind of knew some people or whatever. And I know Michael Haney and all. So yeah. like Chris Stapleton, right? Chris yeah. Stapleton, people may not even know this, was a songwriter for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And then sure. found his niche performing. And next thing you know, he's doing the national anthem, which, by the way, I thought was one of the best national anthems. Oh, yeah. Heard. yeah. Well, um, is, so, so yeah, how, how does that, how do, how do you balance that? Or is, or is there even a need for the balance? I mean, well, I, I don't. Stapleton was never, Stapleton's a super shy individual. Uh, he's, he's not really, he, he's not really the guy that's going to go out there and, and, uh, um, you know, uh, try to be famous, I guess, you know? And so the writing thing kind of did work for him for a long time. And he was always an artist. Like Stapleton did like, he did numerous albums before anybody. And some of them were like rock albums. He did like a heavy rock album. He did like uh, a couple albums that nobody knew about. Um, and we kind of, within the inner circles of Nashville, kind of everybody knew Stapleton was the most talented of all of us in terms of just, na- I mean, like he, he could, like we all play the Bluebird Cafe, right? The Bluebird's the world famous Bluebird. Well, Stapleton's got such a big voice that, you know, the Bluebird's only about 80 seats that's all the people that are in it's like playing in a living room and and usually you have a little microphone in front of you and it's very quiet but you still have to have a microphone because not everybody can hear you well they actually had to move the. they didn't even give him a microphone that's how loud his voice is like so so like Stapleton is one of those guys that we all knew how talented he was and and for about you're right for about a decade or so the other thing was the landscape had to change because Stapleton you know in the in the world of pretty boys and kind of like you know pop country that is kind of from the you got to think like the nine late 90s to like mid 2015 everybody that was on country radio was like this pretty boy that you know rascal flats or whatever you know and so Stapleton mm-hmm. didn't really fit into that that thing he's a big old burly human being you know he's a big he looks like he could he could you know it looks like he plays uh i don't know offensive line for the rams you know he doesn't look like he's gonna be singing the national anthem and uh and he's but once he got out there and people saw it but you got it everyone always has to remember stapleton was out for about a year with a big album and it sold maybe a hundred thousand copies in a year which is not many albums and then he went on and did the uh the one of the award shows with justin timberlake and when timberlake did that award show the only way that timberlake would do it because they've been asking him forever timberlake said i'll only do it with chris stapleton 
and I have oh. no time restraints because usually you think about it. It's like the, you know, when the, it's like when you win an award at the Oscars and they like usher you off the stage, you know, it's like, I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. seen the Chappelle, the Chappelle show thing where wrap it up. Seen, anyway, <laughs> yeah. fun. but, uh, but yeah. they, it always happens. And, and, uh, and, uh, and they told uh, Timberlake said, I will do this, but there's no time limit. I can do whatever I want. And so if you remember, it was like a 10 or 11 minute, like thing of them singing. And, and the thing was, I think people were just like, who in the hell is this person singing with it? Like it was, it was mind blowing. And after that, from that moment on, Chris Stapleton became Chris Stapleton. And I, and I know some of these, some of these things, my business manager is, is also Stapleton's business manager. And we, and so we kind of run them. We're not buddies or anything like that at all, but we uh, kind of know a lot of the same world and he's just, it's amazing to see how successful he's been. And it's, it's very exciting for those of us who actually appreciate real music and want to see real songwriters and real talent. Because honestly, in Nashville, that's usually not what wins. It's usually the pretty girl or the pretty boy who just happened to be on The Voice or whatever, and she just does her thing. And, and you can, you can like, I always say there's most 95%, 98% of the people you know in Nashville, they're interchangeable. If they die tomorrow in a plane crash, they just plug another person in after they do a memorial service, and then there'll be another person to take their chance, their, yeah. their spot. But Chris Stapleton, there ain't another Chris Stapleton. They can all try to be him, but they're just not. And so it's a, it's a really nice thing to happen. And I think the songwriting thing starts it, but there's always that artistry thing. And, uh, and it's beautiful when that actually comes together. And that's kind of what I try to do. Trust me. I ain't never singing like Chris oh. Stapleton. You ain't never seen me do the national anthem at the Super Bowl, but that's okay. Uh, maybe I'll do it at like, you know, uh, the game. Well, Price, game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like that. yeah. Yeah. People get crazy. It'd be great. So, so Patrick, we, what, what's your inspiration, man, for putting together the midnight choir, not to jump in front of anybody, yeah, yeah. you know, as a former yeah. band kid, I love it. Cause you give the full rich sound behind you. What, what really moved you to put that together, man? Man, I grew up listening to, uh, to the big, like, I love Joe Cocker. Uh, I loved, uh, oh, Van yes. Morrison. Um, I loved, uh, I love Ray Charles. Um, and that's not, that's not a sound you really hear a lot now. And, um, I also love Lyle Lovett, who was a great songwriter. And, and I, I realized I kind of wanted to put that together when I had the ability to do it. And it's such an expensive endeavor. And I, I'm just being honest, it's so expensive when you have 10 or 12 people on stage, plus the people working, you know, that are running the sound or doing all the other pieces of it, you really have to be in a fortuitous situation to make that work. And because of the songwriting, just like Stapleton, he didn't have to worry about it quite so much because the songwriting had kind of paid the bills for a long time. He'd made the money. And so for me personally, once I figured out, I was like, I want to be an artist. I don't want to just write songs anymore. And that only happened about five years ago, to be honest. I was kind of like, I want to start doing this for real. And I want this sound. And that's what the Midnight Choir is. Because I love the horns. It's like Charlton Singleton from oh, Charleston. Man. He'll be, he'll be, you know, Ranky Tanky just won their second Grammy. Uh, Charlton's the, in Ranky Tanky. Um, he'll be there on next Friday in, in Charleston. And, and having those guys on stage, man, it's like surround yourself with people better than you. I think that's what's great about you know, like I think Beamer's, and I'm going to go back to the Gamecocks, but I'm serious. I think that Beamer has figured out, put people around you that are as passionate as you are, but that might be better than you are at certain things. And, and for Midnight Choir, everybody on that stage is better than me, but that's okay because it makes me want to be better. So, and I, and I, and I, I that's kind of my goal with the, with, with what I do uh, in everything in life. And with the Midnight Choir, I just want those people around me because I'm a fan. I'm literally a fan. When Charlton takes a solo, I'm like, holy shit, man. I don't even know what notes you just played. I know those notes are in my instrument, but I don't even know how you get to those. So, you know, my dad, my dad plays guitar, you know, and, and he, he plays with me in the midnight choir. We're in South Carolina and, and it's just a, it's a, it's a family atmosphere, but it's, I'm really just a fan. That's really the thing. That's kind of part of it. I just wanted that sound and I'll never sing like Joe Cocker, um, which is probably a, means I'll live a little longer than he will, but he did, but you know, but, uh, 
but it's um i uh i i still love that 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 sound and and uh, i hope that i hope that when people come to the show they they realize they're seeing something that is unique and different and kind of authentic and because uh, my songwriting i could just sit up there with an acoustic guitar and play the songs and that's that's fun but it's more fun for me to have my guys up there and girls so well and it's sure. and it and i and when i say this i mean it wholeheartedly it is your your shows and i know we're we're pretty much out of time out of time here in the next couple of minutes because jc's got to jump on and do something else but um but your shows are an experience which um which is really neat because it they separate themselves from everything else i mean i obviously we all go to a bunch of shows i mean it's not like going to eric church it's not like going to hootie and the blowfish it's not like going to those things it is it is a totally different experience i was trying to explain this to uh, my cousin Kelly yesterday, because she's never seen you. She's going to be with us next week. And and I was like, I just put it this way. The beginning of the show and the end of the show, you're going to be on separate spectrums. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. it, it, it just it just I don't know how to explain it. It's just what they do. And and but the whole time it is it really is an experience. So for anybody well, thanks, that man. is that is thinking about going, you're going to see something different that you're going to enjoy. There's nobody. I've never talked to one person that's like, eh, that was OK. Even Michael Flint. Oh man, what happened last night? I'm like, we ended up at halls and you were sleeping in the bed of your truck. I don't know what happened. Like, yeah. um, so, but that was thanks to you, man. Uh, but, um, so is Lauren coming too? Yeah. Lauren, Lauren, she's, she's not, I don't, she's, she'll probably get up and sing a song or two, but she's going to, she's coming down with me. So yeah, she'll be there and uh, I'll get her up to sing a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a family affair. You know, I think my, oh, my little sure. sister won't be there, but my dad's going to be there. And, uh, and like I said, Charlton's going to be in the house, and uh, and, a, and a bunch of uh, you know the Midnight Choir is made up of a few folks from Nashville, but most of the folks are South Carolina people. So you know it's it's all. And I think there's only one. We have one sad case. Uh, Zan DeBose is an amazing background singer who actually went to Clemson, and and we give her shit for it pretty much the entire time we're on stage. <laughs> and uh, but other other than that, it's all it's all Gamecocks. And um, but it's a lot of fun, man. And, and I do look forward to it. And I and I I, uh, I look forward to playing on stage. You know, always. But coming home, Charleston. Uh, Camden, those are those are pretty special spots to be, and and I look forward to. I got a new album coming out. This uh, yep. it starts in about a month or so, or the, the singles start coming out, and so uh, I look forward to doing some of those songs and and some of the old ones. So you know, and we'll do big old cock for everybody. So don't worry. Yeah, you answered one of my questions. I was going to ask you about the new album, and you better be careful because you, you you you're kind of digging your own grave with this whole Born to Crow thing with Haney. He's going to be the next Gamecock guy, and all of a sudden it's going to be like Patrick who. That's okay. I'll get you. You know, you know. I give Haney. I give Haney. Uh, you know, I love me some Haney, man. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good cat. Yeah, and uh, he came to me and he was like, "Man, they, you know, uh, the boys are writing this another book and they need a they need a song." And I was like, "All right, well, Haney, you sit there on the back porch and we're gonna write this song, you know." And so we uh, we did and uh, nailed and it. And that's it. And Born to Crow. Now we're trying to get him to write another. We're trying to get him to write another book. I'm like, "Why wouldn't you write another book called Born to Crow?" It's I wrote the title for you. It's easy. This is this is no. It's pretty fucking. Or sorry, pretty simple. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry guys. I got nah, all the way okay. here. That's all right. That's all right. PatrickDavisMusic.com. I'll let you finish in a second, JC. I just want to make sure I clearly oh, no, get no, no, this in. He's the out. V, the VIP experience. Um, yeah, I think there's is, only about there's about ten or fifteen of those suckers left, and that, that's fun, man. We do we're gonna do a rooftop thing up at, at, at on on top of the uh, Riviera. They got a nice rooftop uh, bar and stuff. There's gonna be some food and uh, some cocktails, and then we'll do uh, some. Uh, uh, what I'll kind bring of you cocktails? some. I'll bring. I'll, you'll be happy, and I'll uh, I'll make sure. And then uh, I think you get a, a great, great seats, and then also um, there's a. Uh, uh, posters and stuff like, but the VIP stuff is fun for me because it's kind of like I get to hang with people. I I yeah. really genuinely enjoy 
see talking to people before, as you can tell, I've never shut up. So I, uh, I appreciate talking to people and uh, before the shows and stuff. So um, I hope if you, you know, if you want a little bit better experience, better seats, uh, do that. And if not, let's get the regular one. It'll all be fine. I promise. Yeah. Whiskey, whiskey jam. That is the, uh, the unofficial, um, the unofficial drink of you will uh, have inside a little the bit Gamecocks, of, yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get you some whiskey, of that. Whiskey, it is good stuff, man. I mean, you know, so. I know. Uh, I know. I've seen you. I've seen you drink. You, you don't drink, though. That's the thing about you. You know, like you don't. You, Jamie, he's, he stopped drinking, guys. About an hour ago, he said he's going to stop drinking. <laughs> I got the text. I got the text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we were we were leaving your um, leaving your uh, the night before your wedding at the um, at uh, the what's it? What Macklemore Club. Yep. And um, we were luckily Carrie was driving my truck, but we came. <laughs> We can't. I didn't realize really how much I'd had, and we came out of that thing. You could, that road down there, it's kind of scary at night if you've never driven well, it's, it. It's it's you're in the mount. You're in you're in the mountains. That's you were like we were on the edge of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. We weren't in the mountains. We were on the edge of a mountain. And, yeah. and then I was like, um, I, where are we? And she was like, What is wrong with you? I was like, Dude, I have no idea what just happened in there. I I don't know any of those people, but drinks just kept coming, and I have. How do we get well, home? Where we stay? We were in a yurt. The wind I, was blowing all night. I couldn't sleep. I appreciate that's. I mean, I, I think what's funniest about the story is you're acting like that just happens at my wedding. Like that's basically almost every night. He's like, where are we? Like, what's, only, what's going on? Like, where are my pants? I only stay in yurts. I only stay in yurts at your wedding. That's yeah. it. I mean, outside of that, we're looking for a hotel, a Holiday Inn Express or something. But yeah. Um, all right, man. Um, looking forward to that again. PatrickDavisMusic.com. Uh, uh thank you i know we kept yeah. you forever today no thanks but... man thanks for hanging hanging out and i'll uh, and i'll get y'all some tickets to maybe give uh y'all can give away i don't know can y'all give away tickets on these things or sure. can, absolutely know. yeah yeah, maybe, oh, sure. yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah we'll do i mean y'all can i don't know if you do it now or do it next week or whenever you want to you can give week. away yeah do it next week and that way you give away your tickets you know like ralph told me he texted me and said hey man <laughs> listen i was wondering if you could I'm good no <laughs> i don't <care. laughs> all right guys I, I, thank I, I, hey, thank you guys. I'll see y'all later, man. I'm going to the studio. I actually am. I do have to work. Like I got to work too. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Work, music, whatever you call it. You know, so good. All right, bye guys. Better. See you next week. Thanks, thank Patrick. Thanks, guys. Bye, y'all. Patrick Davis. Patrick Davis music. That's a Hall of Fame interview right there. That was. Awesome. I felt like we were like on rock line, you know, or, or like yeah. uh, <laughs> country or some outlaw radio, outlaw country. Well, the know. last. The last time I actually drank whiskey jam, that was the point of that Friday night story because I was doing fine until like me and Haney and I don't know who else. I don't even I didn't know anybody. Uh, we were just all of a sudden this whole box of whiskey jam pulled up, uh, showed up and it was damn near gone by the time we left to go home. So, uh, you know, it was. Um, yeah. Anyway, so funny anyway, how that I, happens. Yeah. But it is. Have you all ever had whiskey jam? I'm looking. I don't, I don't so. drink liquor oh. unless, like, I'm you know a few in and we have a shot or something. I have a shot every now and then, but I, oh, I try to it. stay away from liquor. Y'all don't black. want me to drink liquor. Oh, I love bourbon. Well, yeah, let's. <laughs> the black, blackberry whiskey jam is is easy. It, it's. I, I bet Nat would like it. Nat 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 drinks vodka all the time, so it's it's fine. But now I try to stay away from it. It's just it's too much for me. So. I quit drinking right. liquor in 19 uh, or 2000. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. 19. <laughs> Taking us back. Uh, toys, it was in the 2000s. So anyway. Well, we got to get off, guys, because we were yeah. seven minutes over. But I think I think that interview was Hall of Fame worthy. Um, For sure. 
and all yeah. that good stuff. But uh, we'll see tomorrow. Uh, by the way, Virginia was up on Furman by about seven. Maryland came back. West Virginia, it's a tight game. The Mountaineers are up, I think, four um, last time I looked yeah, at it. Looks so we'll like Virginia's got a two-point lead with seven Actually, minutes to go here. Maryland's up 32-30 at the half, so Maryland's back. So, by the way, I heard back from G.A. Mangus. Text him congratulations. He's He was at Hammond last year and Heathwood this year, and he's on the golf course. So, <laughs> well, tell him, That's my uh, boy. Tell him, uh, tell him we said get his rear end in here as soon as he can. Maybe next week. So, oh no, you won't be here next week. We'll hold him till you get back. Yeah, I'll, I'll text him. It's time to get him on again. Anyway, yeah. so but oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but anyway, all right, folks. All right. Well, appreciate everybody. Thanks to Patrick Davis, Chris Phillips, and uh, the man behind Master Controls, Phil Molinex, and of course, glad to have JC back. With that said, we'll return tomorrow at 11 a.m. Stuart Lake joins us to preview the Gamecocks and the Dogs. Plenty of March Madness to get into as well. We look forward to seeing you then on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios.